Haleluya. 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 So this morning I've been singing a song. I think that I've sung it about more than 20 times. And then I was glad when I came to church. And we had to sing it again. So um, I don't know if you want, want us to sing it one more time, I'll be very happy. I love you. I need. Come on, sing with me. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My Savior. My Savior. My closest friend. I will worship you until the very end. Come on, I love you. Oh, I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you until the very end. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your great blessing and the opportunity that you have given to us to uh, come together as a family to worship you. Father, we are grateful that you have given us a new year, and today being the first Sunday, we are grateful that we are part of the people that have come here to worship you. Thank you. Thank you for the blood. Holy Spirit, take absolute control and help us to understand your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I am very happy to be here. Are you happy to be here? I didn't feel that. Are you happy to be here? Yeah, that's better. Amen. So, somebody said, okay, what is he going to say about his wife today? <laughs> you know, that's why we are pastors. Um, I cannot use anybody as an example except my wife. Yeah. And she knows it. Yeah. Previously, when we were in Bangalore, I used to do the same to her. It's like I would never change, you see. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you see, whenever I use my wife, um, a lot of the times, I'm actually speaking to some people also. So when I speak about my wife, you should also think about yourself and say, hey, is he also talking about me? Because maybe, perhaps, it may be you as well. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Chapter 30, verses 18. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 18. I read, this is what the Lord says. I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion to his dwellings. And the city will be rebuilt on her ruins and the palace will stand in this proper place. Verse 19, from them will come songs of tasks given and the sound of rejoicing. I will add to their numbers 
they will not be decreased. I will bring them honor, and they will not be decreased. How many of you remember the scripture? Yeah. You know, when it was getting to, thank you very much, I was making a lot of noise, actually. You know, when it was getting closer to 31st, you know, I thought I was, you know, usually we, we, I thought it was going to be two sermons, and then I thought maybe pastor would say, okay, do that, like we did last year. Okay, so I was speaking to the Lord, and I said, okay, so in case pastor calls me to preach, what do you want me to say? And he said, restoration. So could you imagine what would have happened if we were supposed to, to preach two messages? I come in, preach restoration. Pastor comes in, preach restoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I believe that we are in the season of restoration. Hallelujah. Amen. And God is going to restore something beautiful for all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. I need you to see. I need you to take a good notice. I need you to pay close attention to the season. Hallelujah. It's very important that you lift up your spiritual antennas to see what God is doing. Amen. And then Pastor mentioned the other day that um, in this season or in this process of restorative growth, God is going to take us or shift us out of the things that enslaves us. You know, like bad habits, like bad friends, like bad people. You know, we are, you know, the way we are because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we are inclined to do wrong things. We are always inclined to go the negative way instead of going to the positive way. Hallelujah. For instance, I've known a, pers a person in my office for about a year. I've tried to be supportive to this person, always been there for this person. Wherever, whatever the person needs, I try to do my best to help out. But you know what I've noticed? The person feels more comfortable with um, other people who put, put pressure on that person or put that person into trouble. So sometimes I wonder, me that I try to be supportive, the person doesn't even communicate with me. You see, so, but I understand that we are, we are like that. We are inclined to um, the more negative things, the more negative threats or traits or whatever they call it. So this period of restoration, God is taking or shifting you from the things that waste your time, the things that take over and enslaves you. Hallelujah. And then Pastor mentioned something else. He said that in this period, God is going to discipline us. And that process of discipline is always painful. Hallelujah. You know, whenever my kids miss, whenever Amy misbehaves, sometimes I feel like I, feel like I was in Ghana. You know, in Ghana, they would just, we just take one stick and give it to you right away. Hallelujah. But here, I don't have that option. Hallelujah. If she was in Ghana, I take one stick, finish her off. Hallelujah. Amen. The, 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 the process of discipline, it's always painful. Hallelujah. So, even though we are going through restorative times, um, you should know that some things are going to be very painful. But in the end, it's for our own benefit and it's for our own growth. Hallelujah. So pay close attention. From 25th, it was um, a chosen people. God favored us and God is restoring us. And at the end of that, God is going to bring us to. See, listen, listen to what he says in verse 19. 
From them will come songs of thanksgiving and the sound of rejoicing. I will add to their numbers and they will not be decreased. I will bring them honor and they will not be disdained. Hallelujah. Amen. So in the process of discipline, in the process of restoration, I just want to just add something little to what pastor preached on 31st night. I didn't come here to come and give you prophecies because I also don't know what is going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, recently in Ghana, they had an election. Usually Ghana and United States have the same year election. Yes. So come and see pastors in Ghana predicting that or prophesying that Trump is going to win and then some, something else happened. And then they, they also prophesied that um, the Ghanaian president, the opposition, was going to win and he, he never won. You see, I was sitting here in India and I knew the president is going to win again. It keeps happening and happening and happening. But the prophets will come and say this. You know, I think a week ago, Pastor mentioned something. He said, sometimes the spirit is very quiet and silent. He doesn't speak. But you know, prophets always want the spirit to speak. Hallelujah. It never happens like that. There's one thing that is always speaking, and that is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 17, 17, the Bible says that. Don't, don't open he said that sanctify them, thy word is truth. Sanctify them with your word, thy word is truth. If you want more prophecies, look into the Bible. You'll find all the prophecies in the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I just want to share something very important. It's part of the restoration process. Hallelujah. Just three points and now we are out of here. Amen. Let us go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 24. Then he said to them, Take heed what you will hear. With the same measure you will use, it will be measured to you, and to you who hear, more will be given. Verse 25. For whoever has to live more will be given, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Hallelujah. He says that, take heed. Another version says, pay attention. You know, the problem with Christians is we don't pay attention. Hallelujah. We don't pay attention to the things that is going on around us. We don't pay attention. Even when we are reading the Bible, we just read, 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 read. Hallelujah. But it's important that you pay attention. Pay close attention. Take your time and see what is happening. Hallelujah. And he says that, Whoever has, to him much will be given. But the one who doesn't have, even the little that the person has will be taken away. Whoever has, will get more. Let me make it simple for you. Whoever has will get more. Whoever doesn't have, even the one that you have will be taken from you. This is not fair. This is unfair, right? Is it? But is, is it true? It is very true. Why do I say it's true? It's true because Jesus is the one saying it. And the second thing is that it is happening all around us. Hallelujah. Amen. Having to realize when you were in school, there were some top three or top four people. They were always top four. True or not true? And there were some last three or last four. They were always last three. 
Hallelujah. When you're looking for the top four, you find the top four. When you're looking for the last three, you find the last three. And you see those top four, when they go to the next level, also, they, go, they are in the top four. And they keep going, 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 going. Why does it happen like that? Why is it that every time they are in the top four? Hallelujah. Have you noticed that um, sometimes, you know, in India, India is very different from Ghana in some ways, but almost the same. In India, we are inclined to buy houses. I see that a few people actually build houses, but a lot of people buy houses. In Ghana, a lot of people build, and a few buy. But what I'm trying to say is that, haven't you noticed that if somebody purchases a house or builds a house, they are likely to buy another house if somebody buys a car, they are likely to buy another car. If somebody doesn't buy a car, they are likely not to buy a car at all. They are likely, I'm not saying they will never. Don't, hey, be careful, don't say that. Hey, pastor, Pastor, we want to judge Pastor say that we are not going to buy a car. I didn't say that. I am saying that the people who have, they are likely to get more. If God gave the opportunity or the chance for Christians to marry again. You see that men will, they, you know, let me tell you something, something that happened. Hey, I'm not saying you should marry again. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> In my previous office, I asked a girl, I asked her, so wouldn't you like to marry any one of these guys that is, don't you like anybody around? You know what she said? And you see, I've asked a lot of them. They all keep giving me the same answer. You know what they usually say? I, unfortunately, the person I like, or the people I like, they usually they say the people I like, they are all married. <laughs> it means that, so I was like, oh, so it means that actually when somebody is married, they are likely to have another person if they had the chance. But we don't have that chance. Don't take, don't take it. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. When somebody is famous, they keep getting famous. Like, let's say cricket players. One cricket player is for, for the entire season or rest of it. It's Donny, 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 Donny. And there are some people, we never even get to know them. Why? Why does it happen like that? And these things happen around us. In my office, we have something called quality. I'm sure you know about it. There are people who are always on the Always their photos, images are in the office. Like every month, every the same people. What do they do differently that other people are not taking part? Hallelujah. It is amazing. So you see, it's important that you try to, that's why Jesus said, pay attention. These are the things that you pay attention to. Like, why does it happen like that? Why is it that some people are always on top? But some people are always down. Why is it the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep? Mukesh Ambani, during the corona, when everybody was getting poor, he was getting richer. Isn't it not amazing? I don't even understand. Hallelujah. Amen. So this year, on the first Sunday, that's what God wants you to know. So that you pay attention and that you make changes in your life. Hallelujah. But why does it? Why? Does it happen like that? Can you tell me why? Do you know why? Yes or no? Siri, 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 Siri. <laughs> you don't know why, right? 
You don't know why? Maybe I can tell you why. Maybe we can find why in the Bible. Let us find it out. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse, read from verse 14. Continue, please. Go on. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received one talent went out, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with the man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, You entrusted me with the five talents, see, I gained five more. His master replied, Well done, good then, faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two talents also came. Master, he said, You entrusted me with Hallelujah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Hallelujah. Amen. So this scripture is actually, you know this scripture, it's actually telling us how God is going to come back and he's going to reward faithful servants and then, and then whoever doesn't do what he has given, you know, God has given all of us um, the ability to use for his will. 
so one day he's going to come back he's going to judge us that is one aspect of the scripture now the second aspect pay close attention now see if you are not somebody who does trading last year i was involved in trading it's something that god actually led me into all right and i came to understand the scripture more hallelujah let's see the other aspect of the scripture you know when the guy came and he said that um i was afraid and i went to hit your your money or whatever you gave to me you see you think that maybe he was given an excuse but it's a real life experience see that traveler or that master if see it was two ways whatever way he came back for like if he came back and the guy did not have any profit he was still going to punish him so he was afraid he was afraid that if i go and i lose my money i lose this money and the guy comes back he will punish me it was a sincere um, scare he was scared and you see the thing about trading is that you are hundred percent likely to lose your money one hundred percent one hundred percent you will lose the money and you see the thing they never mentioned whether the one with the five talents lost the money and got it back or whether the two with the one with the two talents lost the money and got it. maybe they lost the money but they had something in them that kept them going to get the money back hallelujah amen that's how trading is you lose your money but based on your ability or the thing that is within you it makes you rise up and work hard to get it back but this other person did not have that ability that inner threat he didn't have it he was quiet he was scared he was lazy he felt that okay if i go and I, I lose the money. This guy comes and he will punish me. So let me just hide it. Once he comes back, I'll give him back his money. Hallelujah. Amen. So what I'm trying to say is that usually the people who have who keep getting, they have something within them that makes them continuously do what they do to get what they are getting. Hallelujah. So I take it. I so so I paid so as i was thinking about i remember some of my schoolmates i saw how they studied and it was very different from how i studied then i realized that okay there's a reason for why they were always and they were always motivated to do well some people they don't get motivation to do well some people don't get the guidance to do when i was growing up my 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 father always had a private teacher for me so i got a, a good start so i understood that hey i need to study to make it i need to do something to make it but i realized that in, in when i was in school every time we 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 have our exam end of term exam they put all our grades together and they separate the best ones from the not so those, those i would say the best one those who did well in the exam from those who did not do well in the exam because everybody is good it's just that we don't have that thing that makes people rise up and work hard and push forward some people don't have it some people have it 
That's when everybody is going down. Mokesh Ambani is going down. I'm like, ah, what is, what is happening? Why is it getting richer? When I got into trading, then I understood why rich people actually get rich. And when I got my knowledge about trading, I went to the office, I called two, three people. I explained the same thing. Hey, do this, do this, do this. You do, you do well. They seem not to get it. It's like it's... And you know why they are not getting it? They are afraid to lose. They told me personally, we cannot lose. I told them, I have lost. But I am gaining. No, 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 we can't afford to lose. We can't afford to lose. Hallelujah. As Christians, we have the thing God has given to us that we can't afford to lose. Hallelujah. Amen. But this year, if there's going to be restoration, you have to gain by trading. Whatever God has given to you, you have to trade it. Hallelujah. Amen. Use whatever gift God has given to you. You, you only gain by trading. You don't gain by just not using. Haven't you realized that a lot of Christians don't don't use what God has given to them. Haven't you not taken notice? Everybody is just a Ramsey sitting. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I cannot. You don't like my message? Okay. Pastor, they don't like my message. I want to end here, close my Bible, and then go home. Should I go home? Some people said yes. Hallelujah. So those who do well, what are you see when you when you read through the Bible, when you look at Jacob, you look at Moses, Joshua, all of them seem to have the same positive traits that makes them do well. All of them, it's amazing. I was just go glancing through to see how they all of them, same, same. They always have something in common. Hallelujah. We don't have much time. I'll just take you through some of the things. Let's go to um, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter 1. The one who has will get more. The one who doesn't have, even what he has will be taken away. So you see that the, the one who is anointed continues to become anointed because they continue to study the Bible. They continue to understand it in different aspects. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. Let me read it. Let me read it. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This scripture is also, also talking about two aspects. This is that's how I look at the scriptures. One aspect and the other, the hidden one. That's what Christ said, pay close attention. The hidden aspect. I never knew this about that trading thing until I got to trade. And I understood that actually.
actually the guy was giving a vivid point. He was scared. He was afraid he would lose the money. And once he loses the money, he will be fired or he will be in trouble. And he went to hide it. So as I was glancing through the Bible, I realized that. And you see, I was very happy that Peter put it very simple to make my life actually easier. Amen. To have a reference point. I realized that these people that I've mentioned, Joshua, Moses, Jacob, Joseph, Joseph is Jacob's son, all of them seem to have these qualities. See, let me tell you, this year, if you have these qualities in you, that restorative growth we are talking about, you will see it in Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen. And besides this, giving all diligence, number one is diligence. Say diligence. I have a few minutes, I'll be out of here. There are people who do well. There are people who keep having. There are people who keep going on and on and on. One thing that they have within them is diligence. The ability to have a problem, overcome the problem, and continue with your life. It's called diligence. Like you have a, you know, I have a person, (laughs) I have a person in my office. You know, when I, you know, my office, we have about five Africans. And we seem to be all bubbly. You know, bubbly, we make noise. Hey, hey, you know, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. There's one person, anytime he sees me, he's forced to smile. You know why? Because I have worried him many times. Because every time he has a serious face. So I'm saying, hey, relax. Don't worry. The process is difficult. But put a smile on your face. Okay, so so this is anytime he sees me. The moment I go, goes back to his... um, to a default uh, nature. We are all bubbly, you know, hi, what's up, how are you? Some people, I've noticed that some people actually don't like that, so there are some people, I don't do it with them, they feel more pressured. So I say, hi, what's up, what's going on, are you okay, happy new year? But there's one person, every time moody, sad, I'm like, what is wrong with you? How are you feeling, what is going on? You don't understand, I have a lot of problems. I said, everybody in the world has a lot of problems. Do you have problems? You have problems. He has problems. Wow. John, do you have problems? What? You also have problems? So I said, everybody in the world has problems. No, you don't understand. I'm like, see, let me tell you, the fact that people don't come to tell you their problems doesn't mean that everybody's okay. Everybody in the world has problems. But you see, the diligent one is the one who says, I have a problem, but I can overcome it. If that guy says, okay, even if I lose the money, even if I lose my talent, I will find a way to make more. 
He will not have that problem with his master. And you see, the one with the two talents and the one, I'm sure they lost their money somehow. They lost two or three or one. So they lost. The Bible never said that. But I'm telling you, after going into trading, I understood. Oh, rich people, that's how they become rich. They lose and they learn and they find ways to get it back. They have something within them that makes them push on. Haven't you seen there are some people that are very good in, in mass, but you, you had trouble in mass. Mathematics. The moment you hear mathematics, you begin to freeze. <laughs> but there are some guys. You know, when I was in school, when I, when I went to a boys in Ghana, in high school, well, here you call it 10th and 12th, you know, I find it very difficult to understand. Sometimes I try. You are in 11th, 10th. College, okay. Who is in 10th? Joseph, are you in 10th? Okay. High school, if you want to go to a very good high school, you go to a boys' school or a girls' school. So only boys are there. And, and, and the selection process is that based on your, the quality of your grades, you go to certain schools. And one, my school is one of the best things. I was very good in my, my junior school. When I went to my high school, it's like bringing all the good people in, going scouting for the best people and coming to put them together in one classroom. My God, there was one guy, he knew chemistry. It's like, it's like he was born in chemistry, grew up in chemistry, did everything in chemistry. They would teach everything. I will never understand. This guy gives, I'm like, why? How? How is he able to understand like this? Then one day I sat down with him and I asked him, how are you able to understand? He said he keeps reading, he keeps learning. And I was doing the opposite. <laughs> you see, I was doing the opposite, but I wanted to be like him. And chemistry was, chemistry was, it was quite, chemistry was quite okay, but physics, I never liked it. Biology, you just read, 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 you try to memorize, read, 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 okay. Physics, I didn't even understand what was happening. Some people were very complex. It's like when I was in junior high school, I was like, oh, this guy's okay. I know I can make my way around and beat one or two or three people. But when I went to high school, it's like scouting for the best people and coming to put them together. I was suffering here. Hallelujah. But I noticed that the people had that ability, even though it was difficult, they had that ability to stay with it for some time and overcome that problem. That is called diligence. A lot of Christians don't have. I have so many problems. I don't know what to do. I don't. You see, these are the things that enslaves us. Enslaves us. The guy was given a real um, um, explanation why he couldn't do anything with his talent. He was sincere with it. He was not playing. But you see, God doesn't see that. God will actually call you wicked. Because you are not diligent enough to overcome the problems that you have. Hallelujah. This year, I see you overcoming a lot of problems. Amen. Say amen. amen. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Somebody can read for me. Rich. 
Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. 22:29. Hallelujah. You see a man diligent in his work. Hallelujah. Yesterday they put me, I was suddenly there, and then they put me in a group. Only three of us. We're three, and then suddenly the CEO of my company came to join that group. Do you know why? Because they are, we are trying to streamline my process into something very simple. So Saturday, I woke up at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. I was sitting on the same chair, doing something on the back. It was so difficult, but you see, the man who is diligent, hallelujah, he will not just stand before mere men, but before kids. Hallelujah. How many of us are going to be diligent? You don't have to go and say, I have a lot of problems. This person I'm talking about, I'm not joking. Every time, Moody, why? What is wrong with you? How can I help you? You know, I have a lot of problems. And, some, and you see, the, the, the good thing is that there are people in my office who really believe me and trust and trust what I say to them. So they come and share their problems and we try to talk about it and see how best we can solve it. When I listen to her problems and some other people, her problem is like stand, um, second standard and other people problem as 11 standard. So when I see, I have, I'm like, why? Why are you worried? Does your worry solve the problem? No. So why are you worried? Amen. The other day my wife said that I'm worried. I said, okay, so does your worry solve the problem? No. So why are you worried? Jesus himself said it. Why are you worried? Why are you worried? You don't know? Does your worry solve the problem? So why are you worried? I thought maybe worrying solves the problem. If worrying solves the problem, then I'll be very, very worried. <laughs> Amen. The second thing, after diligence, a lot of them, but I will just share three and there we go. He says that giving all diligence add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue knowledge. So faith. Amen. You know, the, the issue with faith is that it's a topic or a message that has been abused a lot of times. So people don't even find the, the wonder in the message of faith. Hallelujah. Faith is everything. Ella, have you seen Jesus Christ before? Have you seen him before? Simple question. Have you seen him before? Yes or no? Ama or Ella? Yes or no? No. Were you there when he died on the cross? No. Do you believe in him? How? How and why do you believe in him? It's called faith. Hallelujah. How many of us, we've seen God, we had a chat with him, he was there with us with our family dinner. How many? 
But we believe in him, right? That is the first step of faith. But the thing with Christians is that once we step in the first step of faith, we end there. No! It's a daily walk. Like, it goes. But you see, the, 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 the thing with the faith message is that it, you know, they, they were using it for material things. Uh, name this and then you claim it. Name this and then you claim it. No, no, no. The message of faith is very, very, very important because it's what keeps you going. Look at me. You should have seen my situation when I was coming to India. Literally, I, I, I bought my own flight ticket. It's not my father or something. I bought my own flight ticket. But when they told me to go to India, I, I didn't have even, I don't know, I just had 50 pesos. I don't know how to calculate it in Indian rupee. Okay, so one Indian rupee is a 19. 50 pesos will be like eight rupees. At that time, eight years ago, in my pocket. Eight rupees buys flight ticket. I never knew. Which flight is that? Eight rupees. Which flight? I would like to buy, go, go to Ghana, so I want that flight. Eight rupees flight. Please, can you help me? No flight. But I said, I'm still going. How? I don't know. I'm going. Based on the belief or the faith that I had, it made me take steps to ask the people who can help me. And I bought my flight ticket. And I arrived in this country, Mumbai, Bombay, from there, Pune. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to get married. I didn't know I was going to come to Chennai. I, Chennai was not even part of the equation. Chennai, no. And then, Round and round and round. I'm here. God's will is mysterious and you need faith to enter. So if God is saying restoration, you need a lot of faith to enter this period of restoration. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. It's like the message. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. The message of faith has not been really understood by a lot of people. It's like when you mention faith, the only thing people know is material things. But no. Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, let, let's go. Let's take the faith. Let, let, me, let me choose. Let's choose. Um, let's choose. Noah. Now, uh, verse 7. By faith, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Okay, so God is saying that he's going to restore. So when Noah heard something like that, he prepared himself. The, the process has not taken place. It, that, it say it's going to rain, heavy rain, blah, 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 blah. When you look into the sky, you can see the sun shining. But he still went ahead to build the ark. Number eight, verse eight. By faith, Abraham... When called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Even though 
all he did not know where he was going. You know, some of you, you want to have clear instruction from number one to number 10 where you are going before you take a step. Hey, you cannot walk with God like that. God's will is mysterious. You enter with faith. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what God is. What God wants you to do this year. And you see, when you read and read and read, you see, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Joseph. Okay, let's read Joseph, verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. He didn't know it was going to happen, but he gave instructions anyway because he believed it was going to happen. Hallelujah, verse, 20, verse 27. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. So you see, anytime they mention the faith of these people, they did something, even though they did not know it was going to happen. That is what faith is. You don't know it's going to happen, but you believe it. You've not seen Jesus Christ because he's going to come. How many of you believe that Jesus is going to come? You believe that. So what about the other things? The other things, the other things of life. The other things. Of, why can't you believe that also? You, you see what I'm talking about? So faith is life. It's like Christianity is faith, 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 faith till the end. Hallelujah. Not just material things that, you know, that misguided kind of faith. Our Christian life is safe. You know, some, some, you see, over the years, I've learned to hear the voice of God. So I know, I'm not going to explain to you, you know, some of you, when you try to explain, then Satan uses that opportunity to lie to you. But when God speaks, the moment God speaks, I know it's God. And it comes with time. I'm in Chennai. I don't even know why I'm here. I, I don't know. But I'm still here. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody, some people come and ask me, how long have you been here? Eight years. Eight years! Have you been home? You've not been home. You've not been home! I don't know where God is going to take me next. I don't know whether I'm going to be buried here. I don't know. I don't need clear instruction. I'm just here obeying God. Moving in the spirit, move, doing what God is saying I should do, and live my life. Why can't we continue our lives with faith? Hallelujah, Amen. So, if, let's see. Okay, so you've come to church. Pastor has spoken about faith. Faith is an important subject. The next thing you do, you go and do more studies on it. If you really believe it, Amen, Amen. Yeah, and let me tell you, you need to watch the YouTube videos. You see, sometimes I know you feel that it's a lot. It's, it takes a long time to watch it. You can just turn it on and do your work. In it. When I was growing up, that's what we used to do. We turn the preaching on and do our things. In the midst of doing your thing, you will hear one sentence. That is enough for the day. Hallelujah. Amen. And as you continue to listen to the word again, if if you like, if you like, if you like, I'm promising, if you like, 31st night's message, go and watch it again. Watch it seven times. 
Watch it seven times and see what happens. You you hear different things, different things, different and different. And then in the end, you see that, ah, there are so many things actually in the message than, than just sitting there one night and hearing it. You don't even understand. In that even 31st night, you are, as you are sitting there, you are waiting for pastor to finish the preaching so that you can just go home and sleep. Listen to the message again and again and again. You'll be amazed at the things that you hear in the message. That's how I listen to my messages. I listen again and again and again and again and again and again. Each time I get something different. Sometimes you leave it for two, three weeks. You come back, you hear, hey, how come I never heard this one? Hallelujah. Amen. The last one. And beside this, give it all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. And to virtue, knowledge. The next thing I want to talk about is knowledge. Now, this is very, very important because you see, for instance, you see, coronavirus, there are some people who actually have a good knowledge about how it came, where it came from. They actually know exactly how it came, where it came. And they actually know what is going to happen. And they actually know what is happening. And they are taking advantage of the economies of the world. But there are some people who don't know. So those of us who don't know, we are left in the dark. When I started trading, I noticed that there are some Good, good, rich people who actually manipulate the trading so that it comes to their advantage. What am I trying to say here? Knowledge will keep you a step ahead of others. And by knowledge, what I mean is that you need to really, really study the word of God. And you should also have the two kind of aspects. You should look at the word of God in two Two ways, anytime you read it. Hallelujah. Let's read a scripture. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So, knowledge is called a treasure. Wow. A treasure. A treasure. Do you want some treasure? Do you want some hidden treasure? I want some hidden treasure. I need to get some hidden treasure. I need my life to be restored. So I need to get some treasure. You know, Christians don't like to study. We don't like to study at all. Those who do well, those who do well in life, in life, those who do well, they are always studying. They never stop studying. They never stop reading. Always studying, always reading something. Always learning something. There's a guy in my team. I'm not in competition with him. But he seems to always be in competition with me. I don't understand. What competition? We are not running any race. 
But I always realize that there's something I know that he doesn't know. That makes me very happy all the time. <laughs> so we tried to streamline everything. We, 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 we had to put everything together. He, he came, oh, I'll do it. Ah, yeah, yeah, he did all the drawings, did all the art. Then they realized, that, no, they had to actually do some coding at the back end. Ah, I said, okay. Then they have to turn back to me. And I had to do it for them. When you know something that some it, it puts you, that's that's why it's a treasure. It puts you in a comfortable place. Hallelujah. Devil, you need to know something. Especially in marriage. You know, if the woman understands her place in marriage and the husband also understands her place in marriage, peace. Everybody will be happy. When the man understands, hey, don't get the wife to be sad or worried. When you try very hard not to get her sad or worried, your life will be very good. But when she's sad and worried and you're also poking, poking and making it worse, you see what will happen to you in the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's important that we have this treasure of knowledge. We need to learn. We need to know more about God. We need to find more about God. We need to see how God operates. So I was mentioning that I, 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 I can, when God speaks, I know exactly how. So how did you know, Pastor? You need to learn. You need to read the Bible. Everything is there, clearly mentioned. Nothing is taken out. James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. 2 Peter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. How many of you want grace and peace? This is, this is not rocket science. It was a prayer from Peter, but it, he was actually speaking to God's heart. How many of you want grace and peace? wants grace and peace right is it simple to get how do you get grace and peace how do you get grace and peace knowledge of God like what I was telling you 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 keep worrying about everything in your life what's the knowledge of God to that application will your worry solve the problem no so why are you worried? My, my, my wife said I'm very chilled. I said, of course I have to be very chilled. Will my worry solve the problem? No. So why should I be worried? This is anytime you see somebody and the person is worried, just ask one question. Will your worry solve the problem? No. Why are you worried? Grace and peace. Grace and peace. It's like you have a knowledge that, oh, 
Everything will be fine. Don't worry. One thing I've come to know, one thing I've come to notice is that life is full of times and seasons. So sometimes you, are, you go like this, and then sometimes you come like this. Some, some people, when they are here, they forget everything in the world. It's like, hey, the moment they come down, oh, why is my life so down? Why do I have so many problems? Like, little, little Jordan all have problems these days. <laughs> Grace and peace be multiplied to you as you learn more about God, as you learn how God operates, how God works, how God handles people. You understand? You see, you know, the, 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 the time the person, the person behaved in a way that I felt like, okay, why is this person like, even though I'm trying to be more supportive to the person, the person doesn't even communicate to me. Then I came to understand how God feels when we don't communicate with him. Hallelujah. Amen. The one who has, will get more. But the one who doesn't have, even the little that he has will be taken away. So this year, you need to have more knowledge. You need to have more faith. And you need to be more diligent. As part of the restorative growth, as you continue to be diligent, you see everything falling in place and everything working out for you. Close your eyes, let us pray. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming to be with us. We pray that, Lord, you restore our souls. You restore what we've lost. Guide us, take us deeper and deeper in the knowledge of God. Take us deeper, deep, deeper and deeper in your word. Take us deeper and deeper in the anointing. We appreciate you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.